coming of age. The podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Hang on, folks. Episode 211, Unbecoming of Age. It's a podcast. We're two guys that have never met IRL in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. And my co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. How you doing? How's things? Things are okay. Yeah. So uh, you're, um, you're, you're cold. It's cold there, right, in Iowa? It's actually... Yesterday kind of started to, to warm up. We had a, d- a day, I think a day and a, well, not an evening, but we had a day that was uh, well, at least in double digits. I was going to say above freezing, but that's yeah, it's getting ahead of myself. We haven't gotten there yet. But uh, like a lot of the rest of the country, we've been just, uh, it's been crazy. And we've been struggling through, doing what we can do. It's going to snow today, two to four inches, they're saying, which, uh, you know, whatever, you know, just bring it on. Bring it on. Bring that shit on. I don't know. Keep so uh, you had a you had a trip planned, uh, which did not happen, correct? Yeah, we had uh, planned of all places to go to Austin, Texas. I think everybody has probably heard what's what's happened there. We uh, at first uh, we knew it was kind of going on and uh, had moved it a week forward, a, a week a week further out, thinking uh, that the weather would have uh, you know kind of blown through there and everybody would be recovered and everything uh, would be okay. But it actually got worse. So yeah, so we uh, at the last 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 minute. Um, the second time that we moved it, we we decided just uh, we're not going to go to Austin, Texas. So uh, we had uh, reservations at a hotel downtown, and the uh, the hotelier is that what you call somebody who works at a hotel? Um, the uh, concierge, somebody at the desk. When we called to cancel, was very appreciative. They said that they were one of the only places uh, at that point in in downtown Austin that had never experienced any loss of electricity. Their water was uh, completely fine. They have tanks on the roof, that sort of thing, the way a lot of bigger hotels do. They've kind of got their own water tower system. And so they were uh, sitting pretty well. But what the issue was, a lot of people in town, in in Austin proper, were trying to get someplace that was warm and had electricity and had water and uh, the possibility of even food has been an issue in a lot of places now because of all this... uh, lack of uh, transportation and well in in the case of austin i think it's just because they they couldn't open up uh, without electricity so yeah there was a lot of people without food and uh, i guess other parts of the country have kind of experienced that in the south as well so we've been cold but you know we we're used to this shit so you know we, we can't really complain are you going to go somewhere else we're going to go someplace else we're uh, looking at the possibilities mm-hmm. here is there a spring break or something or some sort of no, break for no. school or Well, you see the thing is the kids here we've you know we've really we haven't gone back to school here to you know like a lot of schools have at least started somewhat the, the kids are going to school online um the um, Taylor's done sort of this thing where he's done a little bit of a of a hybrid thing but because we had that windstorm our our schools were physically damaged and we never really got back the way the a lot of them did so the kids are basically kind of on their own uh, own schedule. Zoe's the only one that goes to has to be sitting in front of a computer with a with a live person there um, doing it. But Tori stuff. Oh, so everyone else, uh, Taylor, uh, and, and Tori, and Zoe, have the what did they have the uh, you, you they they assign them work and they have to be done by eleven fifty nine kind of deal. Um. Yeah. It's it's basically sort of. It's like on demand sort of learning. I guess is the way right. you you could describe some of it. So there's a hybridized thing, but we haven't really gotten back to the point where <laughs> I, it, it's called not learning. Yeah. It, it. It. Well, that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I think that uh, that's a whole other thing. It, well, it is. I think that we're going to get to a point um, down the road, maybe ten ten years down the road or so, and we're going to have um, certainly some. Some groups of, of people, uh, socioeconomic classes that have been really affected by this, and we're going to have um, probably a situation where there's going to be a bunch, a bunch of, uh, there's going to there's going to be a gap that's very obvious where where uh, things uh, things occurred and where things uh, slowed down as far as kids getting into schools and things like that. So, sure, um, yeah, I don't I don't think this is helping the country. It's it's been odd, um, and I hate to talk about politics much, but it's been odd to see how uh, the 
you know, right now we've got um, Biden and uh, and uh, pretty much there's the, at the upper levels of the Democratic Party, they're, they're saying get back to school and we need to be back in school and trying to kind of rattle that whole, uh, you know, uh, thing and make it happen. But then most of the people that I know that are liberals that count themselves as Democrats, they've been listening to the uh, to the Fauci talk, you know, for long enough until Fauci's kind of he's actually changed his direction as well. But, um, you know, they're all of the of the mind that we should just, you know, still be in, in hiding. And um, so they're, they're not willing, you know, the teachers unions and things like that aren't willing to go back and they don't want to go back and they think it's unsafe, um, which, you know, I, I, I'm not going to belittle anybody for thinking anything right now at this point about the, what they think uh, is is reality, what their perception of reality is as far as what's going on in the world. But um, there's 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 obviously at this point we're at we're at a um, we're at kind of a crossroads where there's uh, there's some differences of of opinion that even within even within their own political parties where where there's uh, wide ranges of of uh, of opinion as to what we ought to be doing at this point which uh, again i think it's up to it's up to the individual to figure it out and do what you want to do and figure it you know do you feel safe going out and do you, do you want to do whatever it is that you need to do uh, one of the places we've been talking about going to uh, and uh, may uh, road trip to later this week is we may go to New Orleans is what we're thinking about. Uh, I got on the New Orleans Reddit uh, channels and started looking around uh, a little bit to see what the what the uh, to kind of gauge the opinion of what's going on. Okay, so they canceled Mardi Gras in New Orleans. That's that's not a thing. They've they've outlawed certain things around town to try to mitigate crowds and keep people from wanting to to go anyway to to show up just you know because they're used to used to going in the spring. And so one of the things was uh, I was reading that the the mayor has outlawed music. They they can't musical groups can't perform, which that's you know the heart. It's about fucking time. Yeah, fucking hate music. <laughs> fucking oh god, just but you. Give me a fucking podcast and a bunch of assholes talking, but music. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. But when you when you read through a lot of the stuff and Reddit, where there's there's uh, there's definitely people that are saying that that live there, that do business there, that uh, that uh, you know have uh, Airbnbs, that have restaurants, that have uh, you know that they have a livelihood at stake, that are saying we'd love to have you, we'd love we'd love for you to show up, and uh, then there's um, a very um, vocal other group of people who probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't own businesses let's just put it that way um who who are like you know you, you know you can't come down here during a pandemic you, you know all that shit and um you know stay home fuckers um so uh i think it's like anywhere else in the world if you if you get if you're at home or or somewhere else you uh when you think it's prudent to put on the mask or keep more of a distance uh you know if you see some place that looks like it's pretty crowded stay out of there and and uh uh, that's the way I'm looking at it. So you know, uh, we're probably going to end up going, and uh, we'll see. But uh, I, I can't, I can't get an image out of my head now because you said they stopped music. I was like, I want to, I want to remake movies like uh, Footloose during a pandemic, and the whole reason they can't dance is because there's a fucking pandemic. But they want to dance, so you just like, you know. <laughs> use After Effects to put a bunch of masks on all the actors and just rework some of the scenes. <laughs> like voiceover with Fauci and yeah. Trump and yeah. Gavin Newsom. And just... They could do it in California with Newsom. I to, you know, yeah, just... I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm under a rock a little bit right now for yeah. the last couple of weeks, mainly because I'm working. And you, you know, have and uh, so uh, Rachel and I were talking about this, or you know, the, the idea that I said, so with, with, and I was using you as an example. I said with John, he's got a different attitude about this because his livelihood um, it really depends on on not getting the the virus. You know, even if you got sure. if, even if you got a, a version of it that was um, any version. If I test positive, you feel great. You show no symptoms. Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I test positive. Now, it's possible that if I'm on a job, I will get paid for two weeks based on the union contract. I don't really know. I haven't talked to anyone who's tested positive, who's gotten knocked off a job yeah. for any period of time, not in my union or any other union. Right. And, and quite frankly, because of HIPAA uh, rules, you're not supposed to oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. who, you're not really supposed to know who tested positive, but because of the nature of a group of people that work together for many hours every day, the information spreads and it spreads pretty quickly. 
assumptions are made when someone doesn't show up to work the next day because typically in this business you always show up to work you know what i mean in in the past now if you have any even a low grade fever fever of 100.4 you know you got to go home you know or you shouldn't show up to work you know they'll give you a couple of tries and you know if you didn't test positive but point is is it plenty of times it gets out there They've got. So there's a lot of reason I don't. You know, I don't want to get it. I I will wear a mask at home uh, when I see the kids. You know, and and just a, a KN95 mask. Not spend a lot of time with them, and then mm-hmm. kind of retreat to the pool house. Yeah. So yeah, and you're in a completely different world that way. It's it's odd because uh, you're out in the world. I think a lot more than I am. Uh, the way it sounds as far as being around, you know, while you're, you're driving through Manhattan to go to a, uh, something for, for work. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. Depending yeah. on the job that I'm doing, what I'm driving, yeah. I am driving out the world. I'm in, you know, it, it's when I hit traffic, it's like, well, there's a lot of people out and about and that's been that way. I kind yeah. of missed the beginning when, when there were less cars on the road, not because there was less traffic and I was going somewhere just because there was, I don't know. It just felt like a collective quote unquote timeout, not for everyone, but for many. Yeah, but so you're you're kind of in more people, but more in maybe less uh, intimate situations where you've got uh, friends and family around, where everybody can just sit around, uh, socially distanced with with a mask off, that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, congregating with people. I mean, I'm you know, with the exception of running, um, and being by myself for the most part, and with Susie. I'm not, I'm wearing my mask most of the time or keeping at least six to 10 feet, you know, for limited periods of time around, you know, yeah. family. So, yeah, because your, your livelihood is at, at stake. And, and I could understand that. And that probably changes. You, you probably haven't even had. So for me, I've, I've had the idea and with, with a lot of people. I don't know, maybe people are, like I said, we're all different. We all get our, our way we're looking at this. Um, and I'm probably it's a cavalier attitude, but um, I I'm not really, quite frankly, overly concerned that I'm going to get it. Uh, I'm really I'm just not. It just um, it, I, I haven't really quarantined. Uh, you know, with, in terms of kids, we've had a lot of uh, kids around the house, and we went through that whole thing with with uh, the natural disaster last summer. And there was people around, and there was periods without masks and stuff. Now that said, if I go into a to a restaurant or which we've done a little bit of, if I go into a um, into a public situation, a grocery store, or something like that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put on a mask for sure. But Okay, as an example, I went into, uh, we went into, uh, it was actually a Sam's Club last week, Rachel and I walked in, and I was wearing uh, glasses, which I don't wear glasses a lot, and I walked in, and um, it's cold as shit outside, you know, it's like minus five or something when we, when we were out in the parking lot, come into the place, it's nice and warm, and of course my glasses are fogging up like mad, and I can't, I'm trying to readjust the mask and move things around and try to breathe out the bottom and breathe out the side and all this shit and try to, you know, so I can see something, it's like finally, it's, it's like, fuck it, I was like, I, I don't, I just do not give a shit. I pulled the mask down and had it down underneath my l- lower lip, you know, so it was on my kind of showing on my face. And you see people doing that. I do all the time. People with they they got their nose stuck out, or or they got the half half of their mouth and their nose stuck out. And they're just making this passive aggressive effort to uh, kind of show the world that they're you know that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, that kind of thing, which is not exactly what I was doing. Uh, I, I would have, you know, probably preferred to have the thing on where I was, but once it came down, I was like, I, I walked around without it. I, and there's the, the idea in my head that uh, I'm going to catch something was zero. It, 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 I would, I, no, I, I wasn't concerned about that. I'm in this big, wide open space. I'm not near anybody. I don't give a shit. I, I really don't. don't it, um, whether or not um, that's, like I said, cavalier and stupid, um, I guess, remains to be seen. Um, but um, I, I just, I, I, yeah, I, it, it wasn't something I was even at all worried about. I, I was more uh, worried about... Um, offending somebody and having somebody you know just come up and start bitching at me because i had my mask off or something like that and we're having to you know there's some confrontation that i i I didn't want you know didn't want a part of so i was uh i was in a situation in a bed bath and beyond i was buying a space heater and uh, recently like a few days ago and i i had a sneeze coming and i was double masked i had the surgical mask and the kn95 mask on and i really didn't want to sneeze inside a mask no one was around me 
was kind of tucked in this little end cap with all these, you know, heaters. And uh, I kind of quickly just sort of pulled it away with like off of one ear and just coughed, sneezed into my, you know, the crook of my elbow, you know, the inside of my arm and put it right back on, you know. I'm allowed to sneeze. I mean, you know, it, was, it just felt really gross to sneeze into my own mask. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? It just I've had one on and like, I was like, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, I've had one on and, and uh, a sneeze came on really quickly and I sneezed with the thing on before I could get it uh, pulled off. And it was like, Yeah, and then you get like re- residual sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> That's what? That's supposed to happen. Yeah, not good. So... Yeah, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm thinking. Well, I'm looking too at the at the statistics and uh, the science. Just basically, um, if we are actually going to uh, you know do what we've been saying we're going to do, which is follow the science, the science is uh, is working in our favor right now in a major way. So it's the case. Well, I mean, there's there's this uh, John Hopkins, um, um, you know. He's a surgeon. He's the director of, uh, he teaches at the University School of Medicine and Bloomberg School of Public Health. And he had an opinion piece that was published uh, last Friday, I think, mm-hmm. whatever, with the, 20, the 20th uh, in the Wall Street Journal. And he's of the opinion that we'll hit, uh, that we'll be good in April based on, no, again, it's just an opinion piece. Right, right. Um, you know, and uh, he's like, uh, Daily infections have declined by 77% since January. There's yeah, reason to think yeah, the country yeah. is racing toward an extremely low level inf- of infection. As more people have been infected, most of whom have mild or no symptoms, there are fewer Americans left to be infected. At the current trajectory, I expect COVID will be mostly gone by April, allowing Americans to resume normal life. Uh, vaccinations and high number of people who have already been infected in the U.S., more than 28 million, could contribute to herd immunity in spring, McCary said. Herd immunity occurs when enough people become immune to a virus, ending its spread. McCurry also said it would protect against new strains of the coronavirus from spreading. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you know, now is, is it end-all, be-all? I don't know. We'll see. But it's it's not just based on, I mean, he's not basing his opinion solely on a gut feeling, right? Sure, you know? yeah. He's, 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 a, he's looking at numbers and statistics. And again, yeah. I don't know. It's just... So where do we go from there? You know, both, both of my parents, my mom, my mom will be 71 and my dad will be 72, I think. Uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, they both got both of their shots. My dad got the, my mom got hers first, which was Moderna. And my dad got the Pfizer. And my dad was fine with both of his shots. Mm-hmm. And like they both got, they both got their second shot last week and my mom when she got her shot she was out of sorts so for like a good a good two days same way if you get you know you get the flu shot and you just you just feel kind of sick and out of it so i mean they're both fine now which my dad was fine the whole time so you know and again from there i've heard so many different things about well you got the shots but you're okay with one another but not necessarily with others and this i i don't know i i'm just like right. I said, like you said before for me as long as film and television industry is testing the way they've been testing um masking etc i mean i don't know if i told you this but i'm, I'm more, what job i'm working on but it's this, this uh, movie for amazon and uh it's it's um it's called master and it's about a university setting and i don't really know much about it i didn't read any of the you know i don't really pay attention to it i'm, I'm literally of the seven days i've worked i've been on a van generator for five of those days. The other two days I was on a passenger van filling in for two of the other drivers. But so you drive this vehicle out, it's got the generator in it, the generator's running. It's a, yes, the right, exactly. So I pick up the generator, which is a uh, Mercedes Sprinter cargo van, right, that has, instead of cargo, it's got a generator built into the back of it. The front cabin, where I sit and drive by myself, is separated, like there's no access to the back. And when I get to location, um, I find the electricians, and uh, I've they tell me where I need to be. They've already run like the pre the rigging electricians have already run cable up to where they want to place the generator, which is, you know, out of picture, and you know, so not to be seen on camera and far enough away that you're not going to hear it. And so then when I get there. Um, place me. I have blocks that I can drive up on to level the 
level the vehicle, to level the generator, because sometimes you're on a hill, you're, you know, the road is sloped, whatever. And so then uh, once I'm placed, turn off the engine, they fuel up, they start up the generator, they got me connected, uh, they will give me a courtesy, you know, power, and I'll run it through the front, you know, driver window. And then I will sit in the passenger seat in heaven. So I'm not really aware of what's going on. But anyway, um, my point of this was what? I don't really know. Oh, so the, I don't know if it was the testing schedule or whatever. So I test at least twice a week because I'm in zone B, right? I'm the guy that would not be interacting with actors who are not wearing masks at certain times or people who are interacting with actors. So if we're shooting Monday through Friday, I'm testing on a Tuesday and a Thursday. And you said no, but, that their yeah. their uh, protocol is at at a certain level. You were telling me uh, not only the double mask thing, but also the plexi face. Shape. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's what I was going for. Right. So okay. So so not only are you am I testing twice a week, sometimes three times a week, depending on if I'm on a van. Um, sometimes even doing a rapid test in addition to the. I've been on jobs where I've done, you know the rapid test as well and so the other day I, we were up in yonkers um and i was like one to two houses away from the main location outside cold you know um i get out of the van i'm wearing a surgical mask and a kn95 mask and there were two people working they didn't have any vests on or whatever i don't know who they were but i assumed that they were the covid compliance officers or whatever. I don't want to call them officers. It's a bad way to say it. But and they were yelling at me about not having a face shield on. And I'm like, I'm outside and whatever. And I hadn't I wasn't familiar with the safety regulations. They didn't send it to me, but I have to answer the question that I did it. I've done it on other jobs, but not on every job, whatever. I finally got a chance to watch the whole thing. But I'd be like, but I see plenty of people walking around without goggles or um, a sneeze guard face shield. Right. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess it's one more level. Okay. But I tested. And then there was one other time where I walked into the location to hand a parking ticket that was, you know, was issued in New York and Manhattan um, for the van generator. And I was looking for the paperwork PA for whatever reason. He wasn't in the office. He was on set because he was doing double duty on that day. And so I found him handed him the mask, and this one other, she started running up to me like Matrix style. She was like, I'm through the air, but I'm like, you need a face mask. And I was like, a face shield. I was like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm like, damage done. My non-COVID <laughs> droplets are all over the place. Uh, I'm shutting down this job. I was like, you know, hold your breath. I was I, I was there for like four, no more than three minutes. Big, big, big cheeks <laughs> like you're holding your breath. I mean, I get Shake it. Your At head, the same no. time, I I just don't think I've done that. I've done that plenty of times when I'm running. I'm like, I see an older woman with like an oxygen tank and, and I see it seriously in the neighborhood, in my neighborhood, I run it. And I'm like, as I run past, I run further away and I <laughs> just, I'm not breathing for you. I'm not breathing. Um, you know, so it, it's, yeah. it's, um, again, I, I just, I, my job is I'm, I'm very happy that there's any work whatsoever that I'm getting work that the three days that I was supposed to do this job has already turned into seven, you know? Um, and I've got two more coming up, you know? So I just want to work and, you know, I don't want to live under a rock, Yeah. but, but again, when I'm doing this job, even in non pandemic regular times, when I'm on a job, I'm pretty tired. It's, it's, uh, you know, I've worked, uh, up to 18 hours, um, and that's not including the time it took to get from a home to pick up the vehicle, drop off the vehicle and get home. So you got to add up like another hour and a half to two hours. Typically on this job, I've been doing like 14 to 17. So, wow. I would guess so it's a bit of a zombie. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I would guess that industry is, is probably going to hang on to, uh, something like this maybe not to the same same level of concern but probably there there's a lot at stake a lot of money in, involved in in any sort of film or tv production the the idea that they, they need a finished product they've got to keep keep working keep moving you're going to have um 
because of the eccentricities with actors in general. I think you're going to have people that are germaphobes, that sort of thing. Even after the uh, the siren is blown and the you know the COVID signal goes up that uh, you know, it's safe to come out of your homes now, there's still going to be, I would guess, a, a lot of uh, a lot of industries like that where they're going to say, let's just continue to keep people safe and healthy. And yeah, even if it's you know a common cold or something like that, who wants to get who wants to catch that shit? You know, when you're around people, so. Yeah. Well, you don't want people getting sick at, at work with anything, right? You know, I mean, the it's I, I, there's some companies that will have that policy depending on the size of the office, the the way the company was run. But I mean, you know, if if, if you're if you've got the flu and you can barely get out of bed, there's no value in you going in going into an office around other people and spreading it. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, but yeah, I, I, you know, I just I want things to be normal. Normal, yeah, just where we're freezing to death uh, in the winter and we don't have anything else to complain about. <laughs> I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of the amount of... And I, you, I know you you guys have a lot more snow on the ground than we do. Yeah, we've got um, about, I was telling you, we've gotten uh, right around 50 inches or so this winter. Now, not all of that's on the ground. Some of it early melted off and stuff, but we've probably got two feet to three feet somewhere, depending something like that on the ground. You know, and it's... Um, they just barely, it was so cold for the last couple of weeks that the, of course, the, um, if you grew up in the North regions, you know that the, the, the salt and sand and all the stuff that they spray on streets to try to keep them clean during the winter, none of that stuff works when it gets to that below zero type level. So uh, we had a couple of snowstorms where they, they, they went out with plows, but uh they they didn't really try to do the normal thing where they're where they're trying to do all the other treatment methods to try to get rid of things. So there's there's a lot of streets that are just shit right now, and a lot of it got cold enough for long enough that there were uh, vehicles not starting stuff like that. One of uh, uh, one of our vehicles, the car that Zoe drives, wasn't starting well, and I was out messing around with that. There was a guy. Uh, there's this lady that lives uh, down the street across the street and she's uh, I don't know she's in her 70s I believe and she's got uh, a boyfriend and he's an old uh, old nice guy but uh, he's in her age age range you know that kind of thing and uh, he comes I'm it's it's like minus 10 and I'm out messing around with this thing I got the hood up and I'm, I'm was gonna jump start it and the guy he's a nice guy he comes walking down the street he's got big coveralls and and he's dressed to you know so he could be outside and not be cold but he comes over and he looks at me and he goes uh you know what he goes uh you could get a you could get a bottle of heat that h-e-e-t heat which is a engine additive product thing that used to be uh, uh, pretty prevalent on store shelves back in the days when when they had which was what he was suggesting he goes take a take some of that heat and dump it down the carburetor and i looked at him and i'm like that'd be great uh but this doesn't have a carburetor <laughs> He's like, what? And I look up. He's got this old truck, and I'm like, yeah, I got his fuel injected. He's been doing that since like '89. I'm like, you know, kind of. I'm not being a smartass, but I'm like, right. Uh, just so funny. I was like, all right, dude. Yeah, I'll dump some heat in the carburetor. <laughs> That'll. And I was wishing I could. I was like, that would be so so nice to be able to take the old air cleaner off and dump that shit in the carburetor, and <clears throat> ball of fire comes popping out the top, and it starts. Yeah, that would have been yeah, it would have been great, but uh, no. So right, we've had um, we took one car when that car wasn't starting right. I took that one to the took that to the shop. It need, just needed plugs. It wasn't an expensive thing, but uh, we got it fixed. I left off the other one, uh, <laughs> the one that we're planning to drive to New Orleans. I dropped that off because shit in the cold, everything wants to break and be a fucking just not act right. But that one was wobbling weird. It had like a weird. I don't. Maybe it was just. So, so maybe I'm thinking maybe there's some kind of ice or snow situation that's causing some kind of an issue that's stuck underneath there in a great uh, in great volume enough to make it act weird or the alignments gotten out of whack because of something related to that. But we'll see. It's it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just tired and uh, and like I said, ready ready for spring to break. You'll get Somehow. it sooner. You'll get it sooner than we will. You guys always. You've, you've, yeah, already, you've already had more more stuff than we have. So. Yeah, and there's just been so much snow, and I was like, uh, I may, I I have these snow boots that are they're so old and they're falling apart, and you could see like the the you know the innards 
you know, like it's ripped upon like where the top meets the bottom of the shoe. Yeah. And, and, you know, I barely wear them and, but I've had them for so long and I went to the, uh, Jersey premium outlets down by me mm-hmm. and they've got a, um, what do you call it? Timberland, Columbia, they've got a bunch of shops that would sell boots. Most sure. of them were sold out, didn't fit, they weren't right. I'm just like, oh, God. I haven't bought boots in such a long time. Yeah, I've got so, one pair of uh, their a brand called Lacrosse, which um, I was, I just, out of curiosity, started Googling it, wonder whether that company is still in existence. But uh, they, um, Kind of, kind of are, but it, I think the version that I got these things were probably um, the company from. They're probably twenty years old. I guess is what I'm getting to, uh, and they they look a lot like the LL Bean type thing with the leather thing right. on top and the rubber right. rubber on the bottom, which uh, you know with a big insert thing on the inside. And then I've got I bought another pair of I, I've got these. Um, these knee-high kind of like muck boots like uh, that, that are kind of uh, trendy now in uh, right i kind of want those too yeah yeah i got the ones that because they were less expensive uh there was a sale on a, and i was like do i want camo not really but i'm getting these anyway so i got the camo that the ducks unlimited camo version which is uh <laughs> they're super warm they're then they're very who makes them um, they're made by, I think it's muck. I think it's muck. I don't know, but it's a, it's a ducks unlimited thing. And they, um, they are, you know, like knee high, got these big handles to pull on really easy, super squishy, comfy feel. I would been outside with them when it was minus 23 one morning out doing a bunch of stuff, uh, messing around outside with, uh, we've had with the chickens and the rabbits and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, the discussions about, um, you know, do we, what do we try to do to, to, uh, make sure nobody freezes to death and you keeping food and water and all that stuff to all those things. I, I've been outside in this show a lot. So, uh, you gotta have something that's warm. And, uh, I've, I got a stupidly, uh, warm pair of mittens that I ordered online at the beginning of the year that, uh, th- those things are, are awesome. These, these, um, like something you could wear in Alaska type mittens. I've got this, I, I've got a big uh, goose down uh, parka that's an expedition type parka that's um, got this monstrous uh, hood on it and uh, I got those boots and I, I mean, I could, I'm, I'm, I'm set up for it. There's, that's what, like when I'm thinking about what's going on in the South right now. And um, I, I, we, I had like four or five things that I'd ordered shortly before um like oh, 10 days ago right, right in that range some some things that i had ordered that um none of it's gotten here and i was talking with uh, my brother-in-law works for for fedex and he was saying that right now the fedex hub in memphis is like overwhelmed they they've got and he said it's full of uh they've they've got all kinds of um things that were supposed to be overnighted for valentine's day so mm-hmm. it's the 20 we're recording it's on the 21st of february so that's seven days ago the the or eight days ago whoever was ordering stuff you know a day or two before valentine's day none of that stuff got delivered so there's flowers down there rotting all that you know like anything that was like um, um 1-800 flowers that kind of thing all that stuff that goes through fedex memphis location because of the ice and snow situation down there that uh, they just the, the place is like overwhelmed um just like un- unbelievably packed so i've got amazon orders uh, I have uh, an order. I ordered some. I've been. I, I didn't say, tell you this. I've been for like the last uh, month and a half. I've been uh, been doing. I've been a daily CBD uh, user here, uh, which has been awesome. And uh, the uh, my CBD refillment. I, I put myself on autofill with CBD MD. Um, their um, their sleep product is amazing. Love it. It's a. Uh, it's got CBD, uh, melatonin. Um, four or five other things valerian root chamomile I'm, I'm not sure what what all else is in there but uh highly recommend it and um that stuff is stuck in in stuck in memphis what's that um stuck in mobile with a memphis blues again uh, yeah dylan song <laughs> um anyway uh yeah so we've got four or five things that have not arrived and I, as i understand it i can go into amazon now and, and complain a little bit and i'll get them for free but i haven't done that but if you haven't gotten your delivery, that's probably why. It's stuck in mobile. No, it's stuck in Memphis. What a and, and we also, John, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, Year of the Ox happened since we spoke last. We turned over to the uh, Lunar New Year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I heard this thing on, it was an NPR 
I'm not sure which one of their their I don't listen to a lot of their their, their stuff not as much as you do but um, there was something um, that I was listening to that they were uh, interviewing somebody uh, that knows a lot about the the Chinese Chinese years and uh, the ox is apparently a um, a good one a good one to be in as far as things being fortuitous if you fortuitous fortuitous uh, yeah if you believe that stuff uh, but um, the the one that we just passed through was the um, was the I think the rat is what they said yeah you're the rat and in in particular they have okay so they've got all those those years that we all know about you know the rooster the rat the 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 dog the blah 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 um, those also there's elements that they assign to those there's like eight elements um, wind fire um, blah 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 um, and if you combine the year of the year of the rat with the element the metal rat is the worst year and all, and it happens i think once every 20 years the what the what metal the metal the metal rat metal okay. rat that's the you get the element is metal and then the year of the rat that's the worst one they were saying and if you look at chinese history in the year of the metal rat some shit has happened that's been bad every time and uh, they went through this little chronology of, of explaining some of this stuff. So it's if you want to blame 2020, whatever, uh, on on something, maybe it's the lunar calendar and the and the metal rat. Maybe that's what what the deal is. Maybe that's the real China virus. The reason it's not it's not China's fault per se, in so much as they're fucking metal rat and the fact that they're walking around with metal rats in China, bats and metal rats. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what other years were metal rats. I, I I'm the year of, I'm the pig. Yeah, I don't know. Pig. I, I'm the cock, actually. Yeah. Are you a rooster? <laughs> I'm a rooster. The cock. Yeah, my nephew, my nephew Adrian is the rooster, and he's his dad is Chinese, so he's more a rooster than you are. I don't know. Is he really? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Is that racist? I mean, oh no, it's not. <laughs> and by the way, I, I it's truth be told, I don't listen to as much as uh, as much NPR as as I do. I just lie about it because I, I learned many years ago that NPR uh, counts as reading. And so I, pre I, and it makes me seem like I'm inspired. So that's why I have Warby Parker eyeglasses that are clear frames, like uh, Wonder Woman's invisible plane. And then I'm like, hey, I heard this thing on NPR. No, I didn't. I just fucking made it up. I just, I, I've listened to enough NPR to make up stories of something that sounds believable. So anything I've said prior to today, don't believe it story about that doctor that was all bullshit <laughs> the story about the doctor you now uh, a friend told me that and he read it in the wall street journal um so he tells me i don't know maybe he just tells me he reads the wall street journal to make it seem like he, he's smarter than i am he is smarter than i am but i've got a friend because i have a low self-opinion i've got a um, friend that's i've got a friend that's got a he's got a subscription to both the new york times and the uh, washington post and he's always trying to send me stuff out of there and i'm like dude that's I can't read anything from those two publications. They they make shit up. He's like, what? He's he's just incredulous about the idea. And I'm like, I'm like, no. These are 22 year old kids with no editor. They're just making shit up. And that's not 100 percent true. Well, that's not 100 percent true. Even if it's even if it's 70 percent true, I'm still not. It's not 70 percent true. I assure you that the you know that they've got a success rate that's over 50 percent. It could be over I, 50. I, even, I, if, okay, if I don't need to. I don't need to know. There's no way. There's, I mean, again, I think that uh, journalists and uh, publications make mistakes. Opinion is one thing, but I don't think that, that again, I, I don't, I, I've always believed this about the news, uh, that the daily newspapers and now daily television gets it wrong a lot of the time. And I think that's because they're trying to push out and get be the first one to the story. Um, it's why I always liked magazines. Um, like I would like to read Newsweek stories because I want to hear the story after like, again, because many of these stories, a lot of the stories don't necessarily impact me directly. They may have an indirect impact on me. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so like, so what do I care? But I'm more interested in when we know more about it and we can kind of piece together everyone's story to get to some version of the quote-unquote truth. Do you know what I mean? I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's just, I don't know. It's. Would, I, would I, you would you uh, possibly uh, entertain the notion that there are uh, definite leanings in in one direction? Oh no, no, I, but I always have. Of course, I've always believed that. Okay. Yes, All right. the 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 mainstream media, for the most part, has leaned left. 
for for a while now. You know, probably yeah, since yeah, yeah. at least at least I would say probably at least since the eighties, nineties, late eighties, early nineties, when I graduated high school and went to college, for the most part. Do you, you think? Say, like, do you think that but, most people yeah. now? Okay, would you think? If I were, I'm in college, I'm a 19-year-old, I'm a an impressionable 19-year-old or some, something like that, and, I, and I'm in, in college, and i am decided to go be a, a journalist. Do you think my, my hope and dream is more about um, just uh, simply getting out there like an old-school reporter with my, with my notepad and just trying to, to pull a story you know, from, from, from a source and write that story no matter where the story goes? And, and what the what the facts are about the story, or is my mental attitude? Um, I have very strong political beliefs, and I would really like to be uh, an activist on the side of telling the world what's right. And I what, do not know hypothetical nineteen-year-old college Colin if you're, or if that you're kid. Gonna, no, I don't. And, and listen, I don't know, and I'm not going to make a judgment call on what most nineteen-year-olds anywhere or through any time. I will say this: Yeah, there there are probably some that want it to fit their agenda, uh, you know, or they're happy when they find the story that fits the agenda whatever that agenda may be. However, I believe that if you are a journalist or you go to a school of journalism, like I did, but I didn't study journalism, that the idea is to uncover the truth, whether you like it or not, is to find the story. Let the story lead the story, right? You can shape it, tell the story. But again, I, that's what I think journalism should be. Maybe I'm, a, I'm an idealist. I agree. That That's what it should be. I just don't think... Uh, e I don't think that, and I, I would say on, this goes to the right and to the left, where we have a publication that's that's uh, purely right leaning, and that there certainly are. Though, I mean, they're out there. there. There are less of those than there are what you were talking about. That, that a lot of this stuff goes the other way. But um, I think that mo most of the people that um, work for or a part of those organizations are there because of uh, an activist sort of point of view. And I think that colors and clouds their, their, uh, uh, what, 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 would, they, what they report on, whether there's a story uh, or not, whether, okay. So you could, you could say there's, there's, you could omit entirely even writing a story based on the idea that I don't even want to go down that path because if I do find out that it, that it has an outcome that is, divergent from my political leanings i don't want to tell the rest of the world that story because they can figure it out on their own I, i'm not going to be the, i'm not going to be the person the clarion that that gets out there and and tells them that something that i hold sacred is is uh, dirty well, or it's... wrong or untowards uh, what what uh, the, the society should should you know well, want. then I would tell I would tell I would tell that young person, don't meet your heroes, whether they're an athlete, a a celebrity, uh, a journalist, because you're going to be disappointed. They're not likely to live up to the idealism that you put on them, right? So, if same thing with journalists, if you don't, if that's what you want, then you shouldn't be doing that. Again, that's I don't think it's a good idea because you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I, I have no business teaching journalism or teaching anyone anything, but that's, that would be my mantra in terms of why are you doing this? What is your motivation here? Yeah, to tell I, the truth, to uncover the truth, to find the truth that you believe to be true. I don't, and, and again, and so, but I'm suggesting that many publications, news publications, written online only cable television all have an agenda and at the end of the day they're businesses and their business is to make money at the bottom maybe that's not the, what the journalists wanted they wanted an opportunity to do the job that they believed in at whatever point in their life that drew, brought them to that world so i was just looking at all sides which is a um a company that does their shtick is uh, on on twitter at least what they do is they post a story and they don't ever use the headline that the publication uses so they're not um they're, they're, they're no clickbait yeah so no clickbait so so they try to make a really uh st straight up and down very non-biased looking headline about a story and they will say from the left or from the right 
in the description. Okay, so you, you look at it, you go, from the left, here's the story that says something about whatever. And you can decide either to read it, or you can decide to skip it, or you can decide to read it with the idea that what I'm reading is coming from the left, or what I'm reading from is coming from the right. So if you look at, they've got a chart, a media bias chart that's at the top of their stuff in, in uh, on Twitter, and it talks about who, who what publications are in the center. Uh, so in the center, they've got the Associated Press, Axios, I'm not sure what that is, BBC, Christian Science Monitor, which I haven't really read much from them. Uh, let's see some of the big ones. Newsweek they have as being center. NPR, online news only, um, is center. Reuters is center. Real Clear Politics is center. The Hill is center. USA Today and Wall Street Journal. Those are in down the middle. Then they've got a bunch of stuff that's off to the right. So like on the right, you've got The Blaze, you've got Fox News, Federalist, New York Post, stuff like that, OAN, or all the way on the right, and then all the way on the left. Bleeding edge of the left. You've got Huff, Huffington Post, New York Times, Washington Post, Vox, Slate. So crazy people on the left, crazy people on the right, then you got down the middle, and you've got some that kind of go on both sides, uh, center left, center right. And it's, it's, when I look at stuff, looking at that chart and with that idea in mind, I go, okay, it's obvious, I think, and I think they're right, that they've, they've spent some time you know, really analyzing this. And, the, and if you read their, their science of how they came, came, came up with this chart, it's pretty long-winded. They, they, they will tell you exactly um, how they got there. Uh, I think it's true. So do I give something a lot of... Do I, do I give something that's all the way to the right or all the way to the left? Do I give that much credence or, or credibility? I don't. I just don't. I, I think it's, it's clearly to me those, those places are, are um, they've got an agenda that doesn't fit with what I would call um, facts. It's, it's, all, it's about, um, in both cases, it's, it's just one, one version of, of, of somebody trying to lead me down the path towards something that, and a lot of times it's a... It's, and I've seen these on the right and the left where you've got an, it pisses me off when you've got an article and it's got a clickbaity headline. And then I go to the article and I'm trying to find out what they're actually writing about and they bury it like eight paragraphs deep. It's like, what the fuck is this about? Why, why do I get well, it? But, but that, that's, not the, that's not the fault of the journalist who wrote that story. You know, who's the fault of? It's not the fault. The editor. The, whoever, whoever writes the headlines. The lack of an editor. Well, or whatever. Whoever's in charge of, of, of having a uh, putting the headline out there. They don't have making and writing Some the headlines. Places but don't have a lot of editors. They go. They go. They, literally, they do. I mean, this, uh, Barry Weiss has talked about it. She's just you know quit the New York Times last year. And if you've listened to her or read a lot of stuff that she's written, she talks about that. There's there's no editor. It's just it's a it's a, a and the way she describes it is she said if you take all those publications. Um, she said there's a there's a cocktail circuit basically of of these people all these people and they actually write stories about the other person's story they don't they don't they don't go to the source uh, i'm talking about more i'm talking about more mainstream uh you know publications she wrote for the new york times she's this is no, she's talking i mean about. not not i mean okay so maybe maybe that's the case i'm not inside of it i don't know i have no I, listen i i don't know i've never worked in in news ever Right, I've read some news. I find the news that I want. I do the research that I want. I don't know. I don't. Listen, I'm I'm looking at the all sides website. I see what it is. I understand what it is. I'm looking at the guy who founded it, John Gable. Now he's a very dorky looking guy, uh, who appears to be maybe pushing well, sixty, maybe in his fifties. Dorky. Well, then it's okay. not important. That it's not an important part of the story. I'm just looking at him, and I'm looking founder, and I see a, and he, there's a TED talk too, and I'm like, here's my only issue. I hope that when I see and hear what he's saying, because I, the, the concept of what they're doing is great and a great idea. And there's a TED talk with he and a woman, Joan Blades, John Gable and Joan Blades. Free yourself from your filter bubble. Again, conceptually, I'm a 1,000% I'm a on board with what this is. And I don't, I, I honestly, I do not have a horse in the race. Do not give a fuck. I don't, I do subscribe to the Atlantic. I read the Atlantic. I like a lot of what I've read. I Not do everything. Too. I do too, yeah. I don't subscribe to it, but I do read. Uh, I, I, I see I, I something do. from there, I, I agree with it generally. Yeah. I do. And, and again, there were two times in history 
three times in history that they endorsed presidents. And I've said this before. They endorsed whomever Lincoln was running against because of anti-slavery, right? Um, and they endorsed Hillary Clinton and Joseph Biden because of Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, even if Donald Trump had good policies, I don't think he was good for this country. That's all I'll say about that. So I'm behind that, right? I don't think publications should endorse a presidential candidate. News media should not endorse a presidential candidate. I don't think they should. Yeah, well, see, I think it's it's okay. I don't know. I think an it's opinion okay that, piece. I, I an opinion okay. piece. Sure. Yeah, I think it's okay. But that, the I think it's okay they do as long as they. Uh, so what happened here in Iowa was uh, we had a couple of publications that got so pissed off at um, at uh, the Republicans, I guess is what it was, that they decided with when they were doing their. Um, Usually the way they would do that is they would do a, like a, some sort of a longer form piece. They would interview the candidates on both sides. So you've got an election, you've got two people running for senator, House of Representatives or whatever. They, they would actually interview those people and talk to them a little bit and then list in one article. Usually there's a process where they go through and they would list, okay, this candidate, is here's their views on, on the issues and here's the other candidate's views on the issues. And then later, or maybe as part of that um, series of, of articles, they would come out then and say, because of of our interview that we have decided we've talked to these people and we would vote for Joe Schmo instead of Mary Schmo or whatever the, the case may be. That always, to me, made sense, those those types of analysis. At least it looked like there was due diligence and that somebody was giving thought towards the final recommendation that they that they came. And I was fine with that. I, I, but when we had a situation here where they got mad at the at the republicans and the republicans i don't know if they maybe they didn't grant i i guess i think that's actually what happened um the republicans didn't want to talk to the newspapers because they were mad at the press coverage about trump i think that maybe that's the way it actually went come to think about it at any rate there wasn't the the, the normal process didn't happen so what the des moines register did which was is, is considered kind of a big um national publication for politics because you know the first in the in the nation status shit for iowa so the des moines register just said we endorse all the democrats usually they would maybe throw an occasional republican into into the mix because of you know the process i described before but this time they're like screw it they wouldn't talk to us so um we're just going the other direction i understand uh, why they would be hesitant to uh, <laughs> to endorse a Republican based on the way that stuff went, um, but it was a weird it was a weird thing to see it. Uh, the 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 bullshit of politics the way it, it was working in that instance how it, how it all came to fruition. I was like, eh, whatever. Do I is this a is this a credible endorsement based on that? Well, maybe I don't know. I guess you have to take it with a grain of salt, but I, I, none of those. I guess the other thing is when when a publication says I should vote for so and so, I usually don't give that any thought either. You know, I just vote for the best looking one. It's usually the way I go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I I I, I, I usually yeah. You know, that's why I voted for Kennedy. Exactly. If we could all look like Kennedys. I, I was so not. I was so not born. Um. I'll talk like Kennedys. Kennedys. I don't know how they talk. Yeah. Um, yikes. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird process. But I'm getting I'm getting now. So actually, with my own personal um, stuff, I've I've weaned and weaned and weaned, and I've hardly got any news coming into any feed I've got whatsoever. When when the um, last weekend they they were t talked about the uh, this I swear to God, this is the absolute truth. Last weekend on Saturday or Sunday, when they said that they had um, voted on the impeachment thing, I did not even have any inkling whatsoever, did not even know that they were... I knew they were talking about doing it, but I didn't know the process was actually in in in, in movement. I didn't know there was anything going on with that um, because I've been... Uh, I, I just don't give a shit anymore. I really... Um, the... the thing that's been odd to me is my friends, the people that I uh, talk to, and, and uh, the people that still want to talk about Trump. I mean, they, they still want to bitch about him. I'm like, why are you bringing it up? It's like, 
it's over motherfucker it's just shut the fuck up about trump the only way this this if you're if you were so hurt you were so you were so damaged you were so so brought down by the idea that this guy existed why are you still talking about him just fucking let it go it's like an it's like a bad girlfriend <laughs> just fucking quit talking about her i don't want to have a beer with you and talk about her <laughs> she's gone well, <laughs> no i will she's gone I, it, she's dead shut up about her <laughs> i agree with you <laughs> jesus Christ. um i agree uh, with you the other day so you know my quote-unquote friend ray ray rap raymond you know the golf swing shirt guy yeah, been yeah, made yeah. masks for a minute yeah. i haven't heard from him much but he reached out to me to ask me about a house in my neighborhood because uh -huh. he's in real estate and he was thinking about it. he's like is that house on the market or whatever and i just told him about that no it's not on the market right right, right. as far as i know i don't think she has any interest in selling it blah 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 whatever uh here's the lady you know whatever but he wrote then after that because we don't talk much but when we do i reached out to him around the holidays to say hello but you know life and busy whatever um and he writes thanks also, without mentioning the prior administration, are you pleased with the performance of President Biden? Just curious. And I'm like, the preface was unnecessary for your question, right? So it's like, listen, I'm, I've never been a fan of Trump. I, I don't like the guy as a person. I have a lot of issues with I didn't like him, okay? Uh, and I enjoyed uh, the Celebrity Apprentice one year when I was in a really dark place, and it was the only dumb fucking thing that I could watch that, that made me not think about what I was going through at the time. Okay, so 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 there's that, and 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 so when I when Trump was first elected, I had a conversation. I don't remember my conversations with Ray, but I did talk to Ray's brother a little bit on a long drive down to this is back in 2017 down to Florida when we did the golf swing, you know, the PGA golf show, and almost any time I mentioned asked a question about a specific specific tweet or something that he said, Trump. The response it, every single time, Hillary, 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 and <laughs> I I'm didn't like, like that either. And, and listen, it's exactly the same thing. As a matter yeah. of fact, take all those fucking people on the right, take all those fucking people on the left that will <laughs> obsess and and again and and Trump when Trump was tweeting about Obama when he was not in office when he will again he's been relatively quiet now and I don't know what's going to happen with that I don't know what's going to happen with the Republican Party I don't really care until it happens and then you know I don't know I hope nothing stupid happens um again with large groups of people and violence and stupidity you know but it's it's like put them on a fucking island and let them fucking shoot it out seriously let them fucking be assholes together okay <laughs> i agree i agree yeah right you take it, the, it, the fringe you, on you sides, raging yeah. angry fucking people on the right and you stupid fucking snowflakes on the left whatever it is i hate all the expression for them with this you deplorables and you're this fuck i don't care i honestly here's the deal and at the end of the day i will say it all the time don't be a shitty piece of shit you fucking assholes okay that's it okay listen how about this how about look at this person look at you listen you breathe the same air no your air is better fuck you maybe because you're not a person of color living in a shitty neighborhood where they put industrial shit because all of it it pisses me off i i'm not angry i'm not angry at all i'm not <laughs> angry i'm not but i really don't like base stupidity believe everything that people tell you or think that everything they tell you you can't believe because it's a conspiracy theory how about this how about you come to a conclusion based on seeking out the information and being a reasonable person and not following this person on the left or this person and there's not one person that's the hero that's going to say for the most part right there's no wonder woman or superman there's no truth justice in the american way absolute it's, snow some it's snowing here right now. It just started. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's nobody on the right or the left that's going to come shovel my sidewalk. Nobody's going to help. I'm on my own. No, they're going to, no, no. They're going to come from <laughs> both directions. You are going to have um, Antifa and, and militiamen, Trump supporters, anti-government on the right, and Bo they're going to get their hats. snow shovels, and they're going to start shoveling. Did we talk about the couple in Pennsylvania and their neighbor arguing yes. about the, sh the Did shooting? Did we talk about the that? The shooting thing you were talking about, yeah. We did talk we about did it. Talk okay. About I don't remember. I just, it's, it's anytime, <laughs> recently, anytime I've gotten frustrated or angry about anything, I think about that moment, and I'm going, like, really? Like, seriously? Like, like 
how much does that moment have to do with snow? What is that? That's really, that's snow? Really? You're so pissed off because they shoveled snow on your property? Or you shoveled snow on their property because you're so angry with that fucking guy because of where he parks his car or puts his garbage or who the fuck knows what? Or you don't like his face? I wonder if they... That's some fucked up shit. I wonder if they're, they were constantly raging, the, the, these people, because, you know, they, uh, they, they, they both snapped to the point where they're killing people or, or wanting to kill, kill the neighbor, kill their, kill their neighbor. So either they're constantly raging. There's, there's, there's people that, um, that, um, <sighs> that, that constantly rage, it seems like. Or there's people mm -hmm. that, that, uh, that, that s store up things over a period of time and then they snap. And uh, I've been, I've been I've had the chance to think about this a lot lately because it's been cold and we've been bottled up. There's been I've been in close proximity with 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 uh, teenagers and stuff a lot, and they haven't been able to really do much or go anywhere because of the cold. And uh, I've just found myself lately that the the, the the person that I've been kind of channeling and, and feeling most like is that guy that the dad from that '70s show, Red. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been. I we we're outside. And I was shoveling stuff, and I was moving snow around. And Tori wanted to get her her car started, so um, I started her car for her. And I told her, when when you leave the house, there was like five inches of snow on the car, and it was all over. And I said, don't just turn on the wipers, and you've got to get out there with a, a you know broom or something, and you've got to broom the snow off the vehicle and get everything off, get your headlights, you know, the whole thing. Which we've had this discussion over and over and over again. Okay, so she comes out and she's got uh, like you know no socks on. It's twenty below, and she's got you know you know she she did have a coat. It got cold enough that teenagers here were actually wearing coats, so she did have a coat. But she was she was dressed lightly, put it that way. She gets in the car and she flips on the wipers, and the snow starts. It was light enough, thank God. It was light enough snow that it didn't damage the wipers by turning them on, you know, like a heavy snow might. Right. Do. Yeah. Sure. And so she flips on the wipers, and the snow clears off, and she starts backing up. And and I had the perfect red moment. I was just like looking at her, and the only thing that I could think of, which came out of my, I said it out loud, was "fucking dumbass." And I said it. Uh huh. You know, I she read. She could read my lips. She could totally read my lips. She, and she smiled at me like she was so pleased. <laughs> did you feel like she won in that moment? She won. That she, yes. Yeah. She felt okay. like she won. Yeah. And, and I yeah. did too with, by being red. I was like, fucking dumbass. And, it was like, and she, drive, she drove off and I thought, I am, I am that guy. I've turned, in, I've turned into that guy. And, and I, it's just me dealing with my, my, my rage. And so I went in and I was like, I was thinking... Maybe, okay, I've had this thought with, okay, we, we're hearing a lot. If you listen to podcasts lately, uh, a lot of the sponsored podcasts now are brought to you by uh, these these companies that are trying to uh, sell you online counseling. And so you, you can get... Better a, help and such. Yeah, yeah better sure. help and such. And so I thought, why why does this the, these mental mental health apps, or basically, why why do I have to have a real human? Couldn't it just be AI-based? Because really, yeah. all, all the answers should be in a can uh -huh. somewhere. I say something or I, or I respond some way, and then the, 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 the question comes back to me, well, how does that make you feel? Or uh, tell me more about that, or blah, blah, blah. Somebody, somebody's going to interject. That doesn't have to be a real human. There's only so many, there's only so many loops of, of the way that conversation can go and how that, that, can, that can roll out. I'm not going to get, all, all I get is the reassurance, maybe that I'm looking at some Jewish guy that is nodding at me reassuringly occasionally or skeptically or or uh, whatever that makes me think in a different direction. But I can get all that, I think, from an AI app. So I started looking after the red, red experience, after I realized yes, I, I, yeah, I am yeah. becoming red. And I, I looked, and they're, they're, they're out there. There's, there's a thing called yes. Biobase is one. Uh -huh. Wobot. Wobot. I, I have Wobot, and I, I used it. When I was watching the Celebrity Apprentice and I was in a really bad place, I used to talk to myself. On Wobot? It learns me, yeah. I, I use Wobot. I love the idea of that. I like that one actually. I, I put a. I haven't tried it yet, but I I checked that one because I thought I like the name Wobot. <laughs> yeah, he looks. He looks like W, um, w O E Wally. He looks. He looks just like Wally from that uh, Pixar movie. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Because yeah, I can no, talk no, to I Wally. Mean, I can he, talk to he, Wally. Yeah. 
it's it's a real it's like it's a real thing like the minute you started talking about it i was like what was the name is that Webot? Wobot? it's Wobot. w-o-e-b-o-t and 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 this has been a thing for years and they have um what do you call that a virtual reality situation where you could basically be your own therapist but you're looking at a therapist that your sounds fantastic yes yeah. that's, that's way better than t- giving 240 dollars a week or a month to write it to some some you know yes yeah. Meet Wobot, your personal life coach for thinking better and feeling great. Find, so it's funny. Learn about yourself. Find patterns through mood tracking and guided exercises. Build a toolkit for taking care of yourself. Validated by scientists. Private and secure. Um, anyway, it is, there, there's, there is science behind this, right? It's just, but will you listen to yourself in the form of a cute little robot? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I know that guy, that little guy, that little Italian guy. Joey, yeah. the guy yeah. that I met, the guy yeah. that can't park, and he and and, and he's, he's always angry, and it's like he's just, and and I don't think it would work for him because he had this guy has issues, he has issues in his head that's not right, where he has anxiety and fear and anger and all of those things, they almost always track back to that for him, right? <laughs> it, it it almost doesn't matter what you tell him, he will get in his own way. Yeah. So it, it's and and so. I, I just read something somewhere. There's a terrible, terrible thing where there was a mother who killed five children. Like she, I don't know, she relatively young. She fucking killed and then killed herself. And two of the kids were her stepchildren. Hmm. Like what the fuck? That's like dark. the husband wasn't around. It was depressed. I don't even know. You know what? And I'm so angry that I even saw this story. New York Times. Because like I was looking, I don't know what the fuck I was looking at. And then there's all this <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is that real? It was like the snow shoveling incident. You fuck, it's real. Like, what the... Like, I don't believe in a god or the devil, but what the fuck is that? You know? I, and, and so, you know, I really took it to a dark place. But, I mean, it was... In that moment, I'm like, I want to unsee that. The idea of young children between the ages of, like, two and seven is, like, what... Like, I, and and how how do people miss that? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so to me, that woman can't be fixed by a cute little robot, right? right? My, like, like, yeah. You know, like there are people that don't like. You know, all of these things. It's like you and I don't want to pay for it, but we know we have anger issues because we're <laughs> fucking. <laughs> it has nothing to do with they're coming for our jobs and our lives. Good, take them, have them. You <laughs> go ahead, but you know, because it's like the idea of paying that much money. To someone is like, how much am I going to help myself? You know? So let's take them out of the mix. You know? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.